We are a kingdom-focused fellowship. The kingdom of God is our priority. And the kingdom of God simply means God rules. God reigns. Thank you, thank you, Judah, for he's over me. He rules and he reigns in my life. A kingdom disciple is a person who is totally committed. They have totally committed every area of their lives to the lordship of Jesus Christ. So they're just not a Sunday morning Christian. They are a 24-hour Christian. And so the first step is God calls us to salvation. You must be saved. must be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, John chapter 3, you must be born again, born from above. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Some people just had a liver quiver. They haven't been born again. They have not been saved. They went to church and fell out, but falling out is not salvation. And so when you be saved, the only way you won't be saved is you don't ask him. If you want to be saved, you ask him. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And yesterday I ran across some brothers at the Juneteenth parade and talking about you don't know if you're saved. I gave them my call. I said, come by. I need to talk with you all. Amen. Y'all just jacked up. Amen. Amen. You can know you're saved. You know when you're hungry. You know when you're sleeping. You'll know. You'll know when. Amen. You'll know when you ask Jesus to come into your life. So the first he calls a salvation. Second call is a call to membership. Uh, you can't grow apart from the church. And uh, you need a body of believers to grow with you. Uh, in this city, uh, less than 18% of Austin population go to church. So we have a great mission field. That don't mean they're not saved. They mean they're just unchurched. And you can't grow apart from the body. And, and uh, so you need, and then the third call is a call to discipleship, to be a learner, to learn more about Christ. You can't know Christ without knowing his word, being intimate. So this morning, I just want to deviate. We will be, but I want to call you back to Matthew chapter 4. What I preached from last Sunday, we started a series on fishing for men no bait needed and so we will continue going through this uh, series but this morning I want to deviate but I still want to read uh, Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 22 uh, and as you'll find it I want to thank the Lord for the women of excellence man we man we are so blessed no no wonder the devil is so mad at St. James man hey man I I, I just marvel at whoever's singing. Man, we are so blessed. Uh, last Sunday, uh, the mass choir, the Sunday afternoon part of the mass choir, accompanied me over to Wesley. And it was hot outside and inside. But they sung. I mean, they, and then this morning at 7 o'clock, uh, a portion of the E.M. Frank Lamell chorus went with me down to Lone Star. 
outside of Bastrop, amen. And they song, boy, boy, that Donnie, I call him, I call him Donnie and the gang, amen. They, that Donnie played, then had that Andrew on the drum, boy, I mean, they just sold that song. And then now I got the women of excellence, amen. Look, boy, ain't nobody mad but the devil. Amen. We want to make him mad. So, so Matthew chapter 4, uh, verses 18 through 22, and I'm going to focus on 21 and 22, but I want to talk. Let's read out loud. I'm reading from the King James Version. Let's read out loud, okay? Uh, and Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother in a boat, with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Amen. The grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of our God will stand forever. And they immediately left the boat and their father. And follow. I want to talk about the blessing of the Father. The blessing of the Father. You may be seated. The blessing of the Father. Amen. The, the Father's blessing. Uh, uh, Father's Day was tried to be pushed by Sister Eleanor, and then Calvin Coolidge in 1924. And then finally, LBJ in 1966 uh, issued first presidential proclamation for honoring fathers. The great experiment in feminism, in radical feminism, has failed and failed miserably. Let me say that again. The great experiment in radical feminism has failed. Radical feminism are feminists who want to reorder the patriotic, uh, patriarchal headship of the man. Radical feminists say if you had to choose between a bicycle and a man, always choose the bicycle. And these radical feminists are those who hate male leadership. Uh, they, they, they're on TV, matter of fact, you can see a bunch of them every day on The View. Amen. Uh, or, or real talk. And all. They, these, are, these are radical feminists who resent uh, any male leadership. And so reluctantly and resentfully the world has finally come to the conclusion that children not only need their mothers they also need their fathers 
And the, the world, the world, the world don't want to admit it. They, they, they reluctantly, uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, but they have finally come to the conclusion and, and the world is crying out, where are the men? Because, because radical feminism has failed. Amen. There are some women here this morning. You you were a feminist till you figured out, Doc. I need a man. Now listen, I just, I mean, I, I need a man. My children need their father. Doctor John Lee, in his book, who is an author who lives here in the city of Austin, entitled his book "The Flying Boy," said the reason so many men have problem connecting with their wives emotionally is because they have never connected with their fathers emotionally. And Dr. John Lee in his book said all he wanted to hear was his father say, I'm proud of you. The, the surveys are in. The U.S. leaves the world in fatherless families. Over the last 40 years, the number of kids being raised without their dads in the home has tripled. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. And most of our young brothers at Dale Valley are in our institutions are young men who dropped out of school. And they couldn't read or write, so they got caught up in the system. Teens without fathers are twice as likely to be involved in early sexual activity. Seven times more likely to get pregnant as an adolescent. 75% of teenage suicides occur in homes where there are no father present. The father of five children had won a toy at a raffle and he called his kids together to ask them who should get the toy. So he said, who is the most obedient to mom? He asked, who never talked back to mama? He asked, who does everything mama says? And five small voices answered in unison, Okay, Dad, you get the toy. Amen. 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 The, 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 the idea of blessings seems odd to many of us. Because many times we tell people, have a blessed day. We really don't understand the power and the significance of of, of blessing. The word blessing appeared over 467 times in the Bible, 108 times in the New Testament. And what the Bible means when it speaks of being blessed, the two Greek words being blessed, one we get the word eulogy from, which means to speak well of, and the other one means to have favor. And so, in other words, what what is saying that children are asking uh, how do we be blessed and so we men today if you're a father you're a husband you're a grandfather 
we are positioned by God to be to bless our wives and to bless our children and our grandchildren by 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 our power. Amen. That 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 blessing. First of all, how can we bless them? We bless them with our presence. Notice in verses 21 and 22, Zebedee was in the boat with his sons. And Josephus, the, the first century Jewish historian, said that every Jewish man, his responsibility was to teach his boys a, a occupation. He was to teach. So we bless our children with our presence. See, children are not hung up with who had sex with whom. Children spell love by whoever spend times, time with them. And, 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 and it's so sad that the average father spend less than seven minutes a day with their children. Most fathers are not, don't understand that they think their job is just to provide food and everything, and they should. That's the important. But also, it is important to spend time with our wives and our children. This is why so many of this young generation look at them. Time they sit down, they're on their cell phone. Time they look, they're hooked because ain't nobody else paying them any attention. That's why most of them spend more time on the internet. Ain't nobody else paying them any attention. And they try to say this millennial group of the lost generation. No, they're not left or lost. they just been left. Ain't nobody spending time. So they've been dropped off at daycare from the time they were two weeks old. <laughs> they, were, they had to choose between mom and dad at the divorce court. And then they left at home alone with a key around their neck. Amen. And so we won. And we have not blessed. So consequently, if you don't bless me, after I get a while, I don't need you too. So I'm going to spend time with whoever. So everybody always on their cell phone. Because at least I don't know who I'm talking to. Most time I'm being catfished. But, I really, but somebody's spending time with me. Amen. If you want to bless your children, spend time with them. Amen. Amen. My sons and I, excuse for being personal, used to play basketball in the backyard. I, I never showed my boys too much. We uh, showed them a couple of times how to change all, all that. But we spent more time, Missionary Harden, playing basketball in the backyard. Spending time, man. And we kept playing, amen, Reverend Herndon, uh, until Billy went off to college and came back home and started beating me. So when he started beating me, I changed it. So let's spend more time in prayer. Let just yeah, wait, all right, let me move. See, that's, that's enough of that basketball. We really don't. We we, we play so much. So. But really, what happened? He started beating me, and I so. But I was spending time. See, see, see. Uh, 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 what is, what is wrong? Uh, that's why you young lady, before you marry a man, check out his relationship with his father. His father spending the time with him. Well, bless his name. I, I knew it was going to be one of those kind of sermons. That's why I'm glad we got through shouting and everything. Amen. A, a, wife, a wife looked out the window and saw her husband wrestling on the front yard with the boys. And his wife yelled out to the husband, stop wrestling on that grass. You are killing the grass. 
And the father turned back and said, I'm not raising grass. I'm raising some boys. Amen. <laughs> spend time. Amen. Just spend time. Go, go catch with them. You know, just, amen. Go to the movie with them. Go watch the car. Spend time. We bless them with our time. And that's a word for some man. Amen. A lot of times we men don't pay our wives in attention until, <laughs> Uh, you know, but but you know y'all you're filling the blank. I ain't said it. Don't y'all say I, I you know. But you need to spend time. Just your presence, just your presence, uh, uh, affirm the fact that they are important. And so so we we bless our children by giving them our presence. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. That's powerful. Amen. Just just being with them. Amen. And then, then secondly, not only we bless them with our presence, but we bless them with a verbal blessing. Proverbs 18, 21, A says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The power of the verbal blessing of a father to his children are priceless. Bill Gates, I mean Bill Glass, the founder of Champions for Life, had been doing over 36 years in prison ministry. And he says anytime he can tell when a man was not blessed verbally by his father because he says the man normally is mean. Mean. And then secondly, it makes him dangerous. And then thirdly, it makes him angry. Just keep looking at me. Some of y'all married to some mean dudes, man. I don't care how you cook for them. I don't care what you do. They still mad. Amen. That's why I'm glad. Amen. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, amen. That's why I say. Just keep saying it. Just look down. So if you can't say nothing, just look up. <laughs> mean. Man, that's right. Mean. That's some mean dudes, man. Uh, that's why some of these women are angry because they messed around and hooked up with a mean man dude who was never blessed verbally by his daddy see there are some things you don't say to kids you hear? see in Genesis 49 22 through 26 before Jacob died he did he pronounced a prophetic blessing over his 12 sons and there are some things daddy you never say to your son you, your children you never tell them you a dummy why do you spill that milk you dummy or you never call them lazy you are a lazy bum you never tell them you're fat you're just a big old fat slob you never tell them you are so stupid. You never, you never tell them you are sorry. You never tell them you are no athlete. You will never be anything. That, that, that's, that's why some of you this morning, that's why some of you this morning are struggling because you heard that from your daddy. Here's what you should say to the boy. You should say the boy, here's the positive thing you say. You got what it takes. You can do anything. You are the man. You are a champion. You are a great preacher. 
You are a great deacon. You are a great singer. That's what you say to boys. To girls, you say, you are so beautiful. You are valued. You are enchanting. You are worth fighting over. You are a great missionary. See that? That's what you say to a girl. See that? That's why. That's why when you when you deal with it psychologically, sociologically, a whole lot of kids never heard that from their fathers. And that's why some of the guys are confused. They don't know who they are because they were never verbally told by their daddies you're a man you're God's man and that's why some of you little girls they, they, they just gone crazy over a man any man that look at them they'll start getting undressed anybody look at them <laughs> any man that say you're beautiful <laughs> because they've never been blessed by their daddy that daddy never told them you beautiful. See, when you tell your daughter she's beautiful, the first time some dude hit on say you beautiful, she said, I know it. But my daddy told me, you ain't saying, you ain't saying nothing. I ain't heard before. That's the same thing you tell your wife, man. Tell your wife she's beautiful. Because somebody else gonna tell her she's beautiful. Don't fool yourself. Don't think when she got married, all of a sudden she became ugly to other men. Some other dude will hit on her. And if you don't ever tell her she's beautiful, that she's still just as fine as wine. She's like a brick house. I mean, you better tell her. Because some other dude will tell her. And if you haven't said to her, she going, oh, I am? Oh, girl. Ooh. So when God made you, he broke the mold. And here you are, ain't saying nothing to her. Walk on, don't even see her. Don't even. Pay her any attention, just walk in like she's a peach of dirt. Just walk in, and first thing you say to him, What you cook? You know, I ain't said, <laughs> Well, bless his name. You, uh, you, you better say it. You better, if you don't know how to say it, write it in your big old hand and say, Uh, baby, uh, wow. <laughs> Keep your hand in your pocket till you get ready to say it, you know. Wow, uh, uh, girl, you are. Uh, Really, uh, something else. <laughs> amen, amen. That's that blessing. Ask your wife today. Some of you all strong and so mean looking. So ask your wife today on the way home. Don't ask her now because I'm still trying to get through preaching. Don't ask her now. Just wait and ask her. Say, baby, that's right. You need to verbally bless her. You need to verbally bless your children. That, that verbal man. I know. I know. If you never received it, you don't. You know. You know. That's why. That's why many of us are first generation. Oh, but you got to verbally tell them. I know it's uncomfortable at first. I know. Put on some music. Put on Luther somewhere. You know. Don't put on Kanye. Okay, I mean, but you put on some music. Don't. <laughs> I better leave him alone. All right. But uh, put on something that set the background and tell us that you are so beautiful to me. Yeah. yeah, that's that's verbally. Stop trying to be so tough. Don't be trying to tough. Your wife know you're tough. You married her. Stop trying to be so muncho at home. She don't need all that. She need to know that you care. And you verbally bless her. Because if you don't, let me tell you what, there's somebody who doesn't look as good as you look. 
There's somebody who don't drive the kind of car you drive. That dude riding a bicycle. But he's saying to her, wow, you look so good. And she'll leave you in that 5,000 square foot home, your two Mercedes in the garage. She'll leave you and ride on a bus with a dude. Because he's saying, <laughs> that verbal blessing. I wish I had somebody help me. I'm about to, that verbal blessing. She need to be verbally told you, your wife, and your children, and they never outgrow it. They never outgrow. I, when I talk to my son, excuse for being personal, uh, this afternoon when I talk to you, I'm gonna tell him, "Oh, I love you, and you somebody special." Boy, yeah, powerful. And and then thirdly, not only not only your presence, not only your verbal, but then your touch. It, it, it's in the power of the touch. See, a touch has power. It is through the touch that impartation takes place. It's in the touch that, that affirms us. It's in the touch when you hug your wife, when you hug your daughter, when you hug your sons. It's in that touch that affirms them that they are not alone. They are special. They, they, they may. You see, we started that and we're going to start it back again later on this year. We might start today. A man giving their wives at least 10 non-sexual hugs a day. 10 non-sexual hugs your wife. Make sure it's your wife because you'll get knocked out hugging the wrong man. Why? Don't talk about Rebel Clinton told us, no, your wife. Don't, let's get, don't get it twisted. Now, she, now, if you don't have a wife, don't be around trying to hug my wife because you may get knocked out after I get through preaching and I'll be back preaching this week. But hug your wife. At least 10 non-sexual hugs a day. That's, that's impartation. When you hug your wife. When you touch. That's power in a touch. And, and that's why so many, so many wives are hurting. See, your wife is not concerned about Kim and Trump. Your wife is not concerned about the denuclearization of North Korea. She's concerned about you leaving her. And every time you hug her, every time you verbally express to her how much you love her, she feels safe. Your children, your children, that biggest fear they have is mom and dad getting a divorce. They're not concerned about Kim and Trump. They want to know, is dad going to leave mama? If dad leave mama, who going to get me? Where am I going to go? Am I not good enough for my daddy? But when you hug and touch them, you affirm who they are and that they are important to you. Amen. Growing up a little black boy up in East Texas, born 1951. My daddy died seven months after I was born. But my mother passed on the blessing from Leroy. Leroy McClendon Sr. He blessed me before he died. He, he, he held me in his arm. I don't remember, but my mama told me that my daddy blessed me and said great things over me. He imparted a legacy 
inside of me. And that's why uh, uh, wherever I went, I knew I was from the country. But see, the country wasn't in me. See, my mama had told me I can do anything anybody else could do. And, and, and then when I heard my prophet before I got saved, Jane Brown, who used to say, you ain't got to give me nothing. Open the door, I'll get it myself. So when I went somewhere, I claimed it for me. <laughs> Well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. And then once I got saved, I started claiming things for Jesus because I had been verbally and physically blessed by my mother who were blessed by my dad. And today, some of you, your life in a change in the next few minutes because what we're going to do, we're going to do the Ariotic blessing before we go home. Some of you never been blessed by your father. And you're still looking for that. Somebody, I need somebody to bless me. Every Sunday we close out with the Arionic blessing. The Lord bless thee. The Lord keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. Give thee peace. Your, your assignment today after church, husband and wife, pray over, pray over your wife. Pray uh, the Arionic blessing over your wife and over your children. And then have your wife lay her hands on you and pray the blessing over you. There's power in that blessing. And before we go home today, uh, um, uh, uh, we're going to see if anyone wants to be blessed. We're going to give you a chance. Amen. That's why I run across so many mean folk. I used to, Lord, why some of these folks so mean? Why some of these folk like they so cold? Because many have never been blessed. And they're looking for it. They're, they're going all over town looking for somebody. Nobody will bless me. You mean tell me you grew up and your father never blessed you? You mean tell me your father never spoke life into you? The day, the father's blessing. Let me tell you, your earthly father may not be around. And your earthly father could be a scandal. But let me tell you what. We have a heavenly father who will spend time with you we have a heavenly father who will touch you. We have a heavenly father that speak life into you. Touch me, Lord. Touch me. God, God want to bless you. And you'll get a chance. And you start doing it. That's, that's why, uh, 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 that's why uh, so many people are hurting. They've never been blessed by their father. But the Heavenly Father wants to bless you. Bless you in a special way.